0: Hello and welcome into American Hammers Radio. I am your host, Tex of the Fresno Irons, and joined always by the exhausted, because it is one in the morning for him right now, but always beautiful, the curly-headed maestro, the Zach Attack. How are you today?
1: Um, other than completely tired, good. Um, yesterday, I went to a Adams Family Pop-Up Bar in Frederick, which is about 30 miles from me, um, with my girl Gabby, and it was a really fun time.
0: So is Gabby the one that uh, is uh, trying to be the cover girl? Yes. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, things are moving. Zach, at some point you're going to tell me that there's, you know, we need to see other people. And it's going (laughs) to be Gabby. Next thing I know, it's going to be the Zach and Gabby podcast about West Ham. I can already see it coming.
1: So actually, next Friday, I'm bringing her to her first ever soccer game. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Man, ladies and gentlemen, um, as you can tell with the cool, nice voices, this is the Love Connection American Hammers Radio Edition with the one and only Zach. Um we're going to go ahead and get right into it because it is it is late for you so it's going to be kind of a shorter podcast uh, than we normally do. Um obviously um we're getting to it a little late but West Ham traveled to Bournemouth and wouldn't you know it they give up two goals. Um we did end up scratching and clawing and getting one back. We received goals from Yarmolenko and I don't know what's gotten into Aaron Cresswell, but he scores his second goal in as many games. Um he saves us the point so we get out of that game with an away point. They were one spot back of us in the table. They don't gain any ground. And for the short time, we were in third. We're currently sitting in fourth after the result between Arsenal and Manchester United. So at this moment, Zach, at this moment, you're in a love situation. I'm in a love situation because we are sitting in a Champions League spot, Zach. Unfortunately, your love is a lot cooler than mine because I don't get anything out of it. But nonetheless, we're sitting right there But the big thing from that game that I took away was the fact that the old West Ham lose that game 3-1, and this West Ham found a way to get a 2-2 draw. Huge win. I mean, not win. It felt like a win, but it was a huge draw for us. Way to get the point. Um, How did you feel about the game, Zach? Um,
1: So it was really weird because it was the tale of two halves. It was the first half with Fabianski. Um, we looked great. I thought we were playing really well. The, uh, the goal that Alaire that assisted on, that was beautiful. That's exactly what Tifu football talked about in his distribution. He, he passed the ball. that He was Wayne Gretzky out there. And he just, a beautiful pass, beautiful shot, beautiful goal. You couldn't beat that. You just couldn't beat that. Um, but once Fabianski went down, the whole team composition changed in the first half. And we became a little bit more timid and a little bit more second-guessing ourselves. And we saw that with Fornells, with the ball literally right on his feet, right, before, right in front of the six, and he just double-thinks it and misses completely. And he needs to step on that and be more direct. But in the second half, after um, after the, the third goal for Bournemouth got called back for being, quote-unquote, offsides, I'm going to get to that in a minute because that, this VAR – we need to talk about VAR. There's a problem here, and I know how to fix it. But we – once Roberto got calmed down settled down, and he made that huge save in the 73rd minute. I really think that we started to build up and we started to go after it. And we had the whole team harmony thing. I talked about this on Sunday when I was um, interviewing Le- uh, Lena Starr. Um, something known as WA. And in Japanese baseball, WA is, is team harmony. If you There's a book called um, You Gotta Have WA, and it's about Japanese baseball and how you, you have to be behind your manager 100%. And if you're behind your manager 100% and you are all together in it, You will do well, and you will win. And that was a WA game. WA won us that game, not VAR, not anything else. We won that game. I don't care what the result said. We won that game. This was a mental victory for us.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I – you know, having Lanzini out and, and that, that that hurt, um, I, I like Fornells. I do. But I think he's still finding his feet. I think he's still finding his bearings. Um, he does some things that are absolutely brilliant. He had a pass in that game that I thought was absolutely beautiful. But uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be a waiting game with him. It's going to be understanding uh, the game. The English game is a lot more physical than where he comes from in the Spanish league. So I, I like where we're heading. I like this direction. I like the way we fought back. I'm, I'm still going to say it last year. We lose that game three-one. Two years ago, we lose that game five, one. So it, it's a situation where we are progressing in the right direction. I like the fact that we found a way to get a point out of that and anytime in the premier league i don't care who it's against a point away is always good i have to remind myself of that um i i want to beat teams like bournemouth but they were only one spot back of us zach they're only one spot back of us so it's not like they've been playing poor all year they've been playing as well as we have um they haven't had the quite the results that we have um but nonetheless they're there um we do have to talk about something and you mentioned it. And and I want to get into this because I think it's massive for West Ham. Lucas Fabianski goes down and it looks like he's got a tear in his quad. And um, I think the scans showed that it wasn't as severe as they thought, but nonetheless, it looks like he's going to be out an extended period of time. And that brings in Roberto, one of our uh, signings in, in the off season, interesting character. Uh, He's one damn good looking guy. I'll say that. I don't, girlfriend around him but um i don't know much about him i really don't zach um i i think his uh he was a little nervous in the game his first couple of distributions were um they're sketchy you know uh, they were sketchy at best um how do you feel about this injury and what's the on a scale of one to ten i want to ask how much do you think it's going to affect west ham united um so last season
1: he was um, actually no two years ago he was with mug um in the in La Liga and he played 34 games for Magla um but this is a huge blow Fabianski's been on it standing on his head he's been a brick wall for us when we've needed him he's stepped up he's done everything that we've asked him to Roberto it, we don't know a lot about him we've only seen him one for one full game um besides on on Saturday so we really don't know what to expect out of him You don't know. I don't know. I don't think many people know what to expect unless we saw him with Olympiacos um, when he played for them. But it's one of those things that Buckshaw Walter famously said when he was the manager of the Baltimore Orioles that I believe I like our guys. And he said that at the trade deadline when they were making an AL East push and a pennant push. And that resonated with all of Baltimore. They started putting that on t-shirts. There was a giveaway item one night. um, And saying, I like our guys, and this is what is saying. He's saying, I like our guys. I'm not looking to replace him. we we'll go and find an unattached goalkeeper just because our number one's down. Our number one's down for three months or so. And if you look at um, Antonio, Antonio's now doing light jogging. He's way ahead of schedule. I have no idea. Whatever the hell they have in the training room, I want because I need it for
0: myself. i uh i think i know what it is i think it's called magic mushrooms i'm I'm not positive but i've heard magic mushrooms will put you in that place i look man i i'm I'm gonna be honest if um i'm gonna tell you the truth i it's not that i don't like our guys but the sample size that i have on roberto is not good and i think this is a massive blow i think i I'm worried going into this game. This this game against Crystal Palace is a game I feel that we should be walking away with three points without question coming up on Saturday. And it's a a very scary prospect to have an unproven Premier League goalkeeper in between the pipes regardless of what he's done. I know why he was brought in. Uh, You know, when he was at Malaga, um, it's very clear, you know, he's got ties to... Uh, Houslos, um, I can't ever say his name right, so feel free to blow me up in any comments on how poorly my Ooh. pronunciation was. But Houslos is, you know, there's the connection. So Huslos likes him. I, I've got to trust it, but from what I've seen, I, I'm not a giant fan, and I'm a little nervous uh, to see what he's going to do, but in, in, in true West Ham fashion, Zach, in true West Ham fashion, I am going to yell loud, I'm going to act like I know what I'm talking about, but I really don't. And I'm nervous as hell, but come on, you irons, because uh, you know what? Next man up. And like you said, we got to like our guys. We got to be right there and we got to support that man and get behind him. And, uh, you know, the fact that he played for Olympiokos, I'm thinking we can come up with a pretty good song for him, you know, like, hey, big boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, that's Ludo. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Um, I, I, just really quickly, I want to go back to the game and talk about the VAR for a second because I know how to fix it. Um, so the first goal that we, that was called offsides and it was correctly called offsides by the way, Was called back and it's called not offsides for whatever reason. And then that third goal was called offsides, even though it was clearly on So I figured out a way to look this up. Do you know the greatest game ever played?
0: No, I'm sorry. Say that again.
1: The greatest game ever played.
0: The greatest game ever played. You talking about uh, you talking about the perfect game?
1: No, Giants Colts, nineteen fifty-eight NFL championship.
0: Well, that's not the greatest game ever played. I'm a Kansas City chief fan. We haven't played it yet. When we win our next Super Bowl, that will be the greatest game ever played. You mean you first? <laughs> we have one. We have one.
1: I right, so anyways, the greatest game ever played. Po- so when Yankee Stadium was in the final year in 2008, ESPN put out a documentary called The Greatest Game Ever Played. They had members of the original of the Baltimore Colts, and the members of the New York Giants, and active members of the Indianapolis Colts and active members of the New York Giants. They sat together, they watched the game, they talked different things about how life's changed and football's changed. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me, and it stood out to me immediately upon seeing the picture, is... The Frank Gifford first down, there's this um, moment in it when Frank, it's a third and like three or something. They give the ball to Frank Gifford, giant's wide receiver, um, and he's trying to get to the line of scrimmage. And based on the photo, well, and they call him short. And so because the photo is tilted, what they did, what ESPN did is they brought in somebody who reconstructs car crashes, major car crashes for a living. And there is computer technology out there. If you have a picture that is uneven, you can take it and rotate it so that it's even. And then you draw two lines out. And then for the point where they connect, you put, it, you put a line in it. Um, it's called photo photoengineering. Um, so photogeometry, photo it is a very, very, it, it's very specific science. But this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to fix off-size. And it's going to fix it immediately. It's not going to be one of these waiting around for five minutes picking a nose and sort of thing. It's going to be one minute, we're going to have a ruling, and then we're going to move on. It's not that difficult. We just need to know how to use it and what software to use. We just – where are the insurance – where are the insurance brokers in the UK? We've got to be somewhere. We've got to be – we have to teach people how to use it because this is going to fix everything. This will fix a lot of VAR's problem. Anyways.
0: I think, I think after Brexit, most of the insurance brokers are in uh, – they're over in Kuwait now. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, just making money in Kuwait. So I <laughs> – Yeah, I I hear you. I I think I think my thing with, um, you know, just to be 100 percent honest, my my whole thing with VAR is it's going to take time to figure out how to use it correctly. Um, We've been saying that I I I think human error is part of the game and I think it needs to have its place. Um, I just don't want uh, I don't want refs deciding games. So that's probably the biggest thing I do. And if the VAR can erase the referee mistake then I'm fine with it. But I understand human error is going to be there. I think that we just have to tighten down how we use it. Um, But, but, you know, I think you bring up a solid point. Um, Obviously, it's probably going to come into effect um, and affect West Ham. Like you said, it's going to give us seven more points on the year, I think is what you said, or four. Uh, But we, we got a massive game coming up this Saturday, and VAR could be playing a role yet again. Um, As we host Crystal Palace who have tended to be a team that we always tend to go win draw against them At least that's what I believe we've done the last couple of years Um, They obviously have a danger man in Wilfred Zaha um, Who we always know is gonna find a way because he's been linked with West Ham Which means he will score against West Ham just like Josh King did with Bournemouth on Saturday so Um, Looking at this game going forward, um, it's a it's an opportunity for West Ham to keep pace with the top sides and the way Tottenham are going right now. um, I know Tim is loving the fact that Tottenham are just shit in the bed left. (laughs) Um, There's a real there's a real possibility here, Zach, and even with a trip up against Crystal Palace and maybe we only walk away with a point we're still going to be in contention for one of those top four slots. That's just how well we have been playing. But looking at this game against Crystal Palace, Zach, what do you feel um, about this game? Like, how do you think it's going to play out?
1: Um, I think it's going to be tight. I think we're going to have a – it's going to be a tough time, but thankfully we're home for this one. Um, And it's going to be one of those games that we're going to look at, and this is either going to be a statement-defining game – or it's going to be one of those games that we should have had. And I don't know which. Um, Zaha has two goals in his previous four meetings against West Ham, and both of them came after the 75th, 75th minute. So we need to sh- shut him down as fast as we can. And Noble has two goals in the last three meetings with Palace, and both of which have come from penalties. So, and also, we've yet to concede in the first 15 minutes of any home game this season, so which is a good stat to have. But we need to be solid defensively. We need to we need to be there to help Roberto. We need to, we need to be crashing the net. It, normally, crashing the net is getting on rebounds, but we need to get on rebounds and clear them out. We need to give as much help to Roberto as humanly possible to get him comfortable. This is a huge moment for our him. This is a huge game. It's the primetime game on Saturday night. This is the game to watch. This is the game for all of us. Like, we need to be focused, and we need to be defensively sound. And if we can be defensively sound, then our offense can be streaky. I really don't care. But if we're defensively sound and we don't allow many opportunities, then we're going to have a good game.
0: Hey, I, I respectfully, and I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that, because I get to disagree with you here. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that I get to actually, you know, last week we were, we were kumbaya, we were together holding hands, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> all right? But the truth is, Zach, I I couldn't think you're more wrong. I don't think we change a thing. I don't think we do anything differently. I think we go out there. And here's the thing. We walked out there with some swagger against Manchester United and we took it to them. We were the better team from start to finish in that game. We deserved to win 2-0, and we did win 2-0. We came out. We, we got were a little shoddy at times against Bournemouth. Bournemouth deserved a goal. They got one. I don't think they deserved the second goal, and I think um, we were too lax there. But nonetheless, we picked up and got and got that point back. I think West Ham need to go out and play West Ham's way. I don't think they need to play tight. I think they need to play loose. They need to do what they've been doing the whole time because the truth is the proof is in the pudding. And I'm telling you, it ain't tapioca. It's chocolate pudding, the one everybody likes. Because the way they are playing right now, Zach, the way it's going, West Ham are playing at at worst as the fourth best team in the Premier League, at worst. Like when I look at all the other teams, I mean, we're playing better than Arsenal. You know, we're level on points with them, but I think we've looked better than Arsenal has looked. Arsenal drew against Manchester United. And look, at times, <laughs> Manchester United looked like they should win that game. We dominated Manchester United. So when I look at these things in comparisons, I don't want to change a thing. Pellegrini, keep doing your thing. I'm telling you, walk out there, slap your dick on the, on the pitch and say, <laughs> here we fucking go. Because West Ham United are no longer this team that has to change their style of play to play with the team across the pitch. They have to change their style of play to play with us. And that's what I believe.
1: Well, also, by the way, we're five spots above Manchester United, which is, I find, shocking. Absolutely I
0: shocking. I don't really. The, the the poorness of the managerial changes they've made since um, Sir Alex Ferguson walked away. And the the purchases that they've made, the players that they've brought in, there hasn't been one player that has really done anything for them. Their best their best buy is probably Matic, and Matic is already starting to become on the way out. You couldn't say Pogba. And so, like, really, like, look at the purchases Manchester United has made and look at ours since Pellegrini's been there. Like it's it's not even close. We're buying a different class of player now, and our talent evaluation is clearly better than Manchester United. I, I try to. Here's Manchester United. They go out and buy Nike shoes because they say Nike on them. We go out and we buy the right shoe for our foot, and that's the difference between us and them right now.
1: Well, and also not to mention. So, true story. I was at um, Fido's, which is where the DC Iron Speed on Friday, on um, Tuesday night. And there were three guys on the other side of the bar. Great group. And so uh, they were on the three guys on the other side of the bar doing shots. And they said, to Manchester United, to Manchester United. And they all select one back. I had to bite my mouth so damn hard. I wanted to laugh so damn hard at them. It's was like, what the fuck? You can't be – you don't cheer for – Man. you don't do that to Manchester United unless you're like rooting for the downfall of Man United. Anyways, back to Palace. But – we need to keep in mind we're a much better team than Palace and we need we are playing like the better team and we are playing like the bigger team. We for a long time we would all have the palace game circled on our calendars, but this is a big game for us. And we would treat Palace more of, more like the bigger rival like bigger rival than Tottenham. And Tottenham's our biggest rival. But we need to stop doing that. We need to realize that we are a different class. Palace, they may finish fifteenth, they may finish tenth, they may finish eighth. We, we're, go, we're gunning higher. We're, looking, we're aiming higher, and we're going to hammer our way up there, even if we have to crawl by our fingernails.
0: I, I, I'm just telling you now, they, they got to play our game because we are going to play ours, and it's for the first time ever. I'm walking around as a West Ham United fan, and I don't think teams want to play us, and it's exciting. It's very exciting to see that. Um, okay, score prediction time. Tell me, what do you got going on this game?
1: I have it be 1-1. One, one, one. Noble's going to score a penalty. And Zaha is going to, get an, going to get a fluky bounce that goes in off of, like 20, like off of 20 different angles. And it's going to be like, what the? F-? We're going to look at it go, What the hell? And it really probably should not have counted because it probably hit somebody's arm.
0: All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a yellow card, and I'm going to caution <laughs> you right now. Um, I'm going to tell you there's enough of that bullshit. I'm going to go Mike Dean, and I'm going to give you the finger in your face and the bug eyes and tell you what the hell are you saying. This is a home match for West Ham United. They are winning this game 2-1. I think Roberto is going to struggle to get his feet early. I wouldn't be shocked if Crystal Palace take a 1-0 lead. But West Ham United, there's something different about them. They will get two goals in this game, all right? And I'm telling you, they win this game 2 one and watch the wing play i'm telling you now west ham are going to destroy them down the edges i love what they can throw forward um it's going to be absolutely exciting um who are your goal scorers
1: i got noble i think noble's noble's gonna score off a penalty
0: spot i apologize um you got from the penalty spot i'm telling you right now i think Um, You know, I'm going to keep saying it until I'm right. I think Lanzini's going to get on the pitch. He's going to finally get himself a goddamn goal. I've been calling his name for five weeks now. I'm picking Manuel Lanzini to get one. And my second one, I think Haller gets back on the score sheet. So I have a a 2-1 final. Who is your man of the match?
1: Um, I honestly think it's going to be Rice. I think Rice is going to save us, save our butts defensively. I think he's going to make some big saves down – down on our own end, and he's going to make some big clearances and cause a hell of a lot of problems for Crystal Palace.
0: I think um, my worries are all going to go away. I'm calling my man of the match as Roberto. I think he makes a bunch of big saves. He lets us all know what kind of keeper he is, and not that he's going to replace Fabianski. That's not what I'm saying. But he's going to make us realize we're in good hands with Roberto, and we're all at the end of the game going to go opa and drink some some damn uh, Greek cocktail that concoction that somebody's Uzo. At the local bars Uzo Uzo. There you go.
1: Or but, we can, or if you can find a fix drink or fix. <laughs>
0: Um, sorry for the, uh, short podcast. Uh, we do want to say sorry for getting it out late. Obviously, uh, Zach has been, uh, flirting with an absolutely gorgeous girl. So let's uh, cut him some slack. All the blame comes on me out here in Fresno. I have, uh, been making excuses. I took a shit one night. Uh, I saw a movie on TV. Um, I drew a circle. That's what <laughs> holding me up. I'm very sorry Hang about on. that.
1: You, you drew a circle. Show me your steps. Show me the steps. Show me your process.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, it's pinned to paper, and then uh, I sneezed, and it came out. So
1: no, 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 that's not the right answer. The right answer is: Well, first I start with this head, then I erase the more detailed features, then I erase some of the other lines, and
0: one, two, three—a circle. <laughs> well, I, you're, not, uh, you're I, obviously I,
1: uh, you're not a SpongeBob fan, are you? Not,
0: not at all. Not even close. Don't even. That's know why. All right. Age <laughs> well, difference
1: is showing.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Be sweet. All right. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, we, we're very sorry. We got it out a little late, but once again, as always, thank you so much for listening to the American hammers radio. We want to give a huge shout out to American hammers TV for giving us the opportunity to be on this platform. And as always feel free to like comment, um, and, uh, tell us how shitty we are and we'll try to do shittier just to make you laugh a little bit harder. Um, as always uh make sure if you're out in the dc area uh to make sure you hang out with the dc irons that's where you sometimes you can find the curly headed machine that is the Zack attack and uh every once in a while uh if you ever make yourself out here to the left coast uh, excuse me the west coast you can always hang out with the fresno irons we are fresno's finest and this saturday is the bring a friend match so if you want to be my friend love to have you come on out and as always Come on, you liars.